Good morning. Let's go to the Lord in word of prayer. Uh, Shay, will you lead us? Amen. All right. Mark chapter 3. I think. Seems like it's been forever. Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Start reading in verse 13. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him, and he ordained twelve, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sickness, and to cast out devils. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. And James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him, and they went into an house. All right, now look at verse... Let's see. Chapter 1, verse 16. Chapter 1, verse 16. Our study of the apostles. We've been talking about James. Might finish him up today. Verse 16. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I'll make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who, were also, who also were in the ship, mending their nets. And straightway he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. So, talking about James. James. James, the brother of John. Not... not not James, the son of Alphaeus. There were several Jameses. We've talked about that. Um, who remembers what we talked about last time? It's been a while. There's been a lot of good preaching since. Okay. That's good. Calling down fire. Does anybody remember what, what we've talked about James, one of his characteristics? What was one of James's character traits? Anybody? Meek and lowly? Is that it? No. (laughs) No. Zeal and passion. Anybody remember the little tag that went with James? It's okay if you don't. Remember? Peter, the apostle with a foot-shaped mouth. Andrew had one. James had one. Remember what it was? James, the apostle, (laughs) of passion, passion. From what we see, and there's not a lot, to be honest, but from what we see in Scripture, we can tell that James had passion. Now, something that will come up a little bit later, probably, um, 
And we talked about it with Peter and Andrew. What is the significance when it says in verse 19 of chapter 1 of the book of Mark? And when he had gone a little farther thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. That little tag, his brother. What's the significance there? What does that tell us? Almost everywhere you see these two, you see James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Peter and Andrew, his brother. All right, come on now. <laughs> Who do you think was the oldest and the, the, the eldest? and uh, James. James. John, his brother. Hey, this is James's brother here, John. You know, John goes to introduce himself. Hi, I'm John. Who? <laughs> James's brother. Oh, okay. That's, that's the same thing. Same thing with Andrew. Can you imagine? <laughs> we talked about, I don't want to get back on Andrew, but it's kind of like John. We'll talk about that when we talk about John. Can you imagine Andrew was the first one probably that started following Jesus? And when he goes to introduce himself to people, they have no idea who he is until he says, I'm, I'm Peter's brother. Oh, okay. All right, Peter. Now, I know him. Can you imagine? Does that happen to you, Mr. Man? No, it happens to Brother Kevin, don't it? <laughs> I'm Kevin Merritt. Who? Amanda's husband. Oh, okay. Now, now I, know, I know Amanda. I know her. Yeah, yeah. So that can happen. I imagine when your head gets pretty swelled, something like that happens, it kind of shrinks that head back down. But uh, anyway, I, I don't guess I had anything to say about that. <laughs> James was the most dominant. Y'all look like you ain't never heard of the, the name James before. So I kind of needed to recap, I guess. Um, so anyway, James. We talked about Sons of Thunder. Boanerges. The sons of thunder. Where'd that come from? Um, two main thoughts we talked about last time. One, um, it, it is a predominantly minor opinion. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It could be right. That, that is a reference to their father Zebedee. They say the sons of thunder. Most people um, think it's when we looked at them um, a couple of weeks ago when they were going through Samaria, and you remember the Samaritans wouldn't have anything to do with Jesus, and they refused them lodging, and James and John said, Lord, grant us that we can call down fire out of heaven and consume all these people. We want to kill every one of them. Um, you know, and I can't help but think about John just because I think I know more about John. But really, <laughs> you start studying John, we don't know a lot. But I think I know more about John, so it always surprised me when, I, when that happened, and John's right there with him. It doesn't say James said it. The inference is that they both wanted to do it. John, the apostle of love, that's kind of odd, so let's hold off on that. But that's what we talked about last, last time, last couple of times actually was that. And so most of the time you hear about James and John, is it good or bad? Now, I'm not moving forward until somebody says something, so I'll sit right here. Not on the Lord's surface table, but down, down here in the floor. Is it good or bad? Most of the time you hear about James and John, it's good. Yeah, I mean, who were the inner three? 
Peter, James, and John. So they saw things that others didn't see. Matter of fact, they saw things, Jesus do things, and then he would tell them, don't tell anybody. Don't even tell the other apostles. That, that might swell their head too. And I'm talking about that a lot because I think it's going to come into play in something we'll look at. But you know how it is. I mean, can you imagine, Johnny? I mean, your CEO comes down and has a meeting with you and says, Johnny, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to share this with you. And don't you tell nobody else. I'm, t- I'm just going to tell you. Johnny's going to be walking around like, I know something others don't. That's my friend right there. <laughs> That's the CEO. And, you know, I think it would be easy for that to happen. They saw things others didn't see. They were told things others. They saw the transfiguration of Jesus. Him in his glory. And other things that he did. So, most of the time you hear about James and John, it's that. And Jesus went forth and took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother. And then something happens. Some miracle happens or something happens. So usually it's, it's a good thing. There were a couple of times when it's not a good thing. We looked at one of them when they wanted to call fire down. Um, do we consider that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you look at it. But honestly, it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm glad they had the zeal for the Lord. They wanted to take up for him. But, I mean, like we said before, they couldn't call fire down anyway. If that would have been an appropriate response, Jesus would have done it himself. So, that was a bad thing. And now, another thing I want to look at, Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. Matthew 20, 20. Then came to him, who is him, Jesus, the mother of Zebedee's children. Anybody know her name? No. That's a good guess because he's like 10 Marys. So, yeah, I see what you're doing there. (laughs) You're going to throw a shot in the dark. That's a good one. (laughs) If I asked you a man's name, say Simon. There's a lot of Simons. (laughs) That's close, though. He's mentioned with Mary a lot. Well, the times that she's mentioned. Twenty-seven fifty-six. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, okay, okay. My bad. My bad. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, okay. Now I'm turning red because you're right. You're right. Now, let me look at my notes here. <laughs> she must have had a surname also. <laughs> 
because she's known by two different things. Does anybody remember the one I was thinking of? <laughs> I better make sure of this. Hang on just one second. Okay. All right, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out, brother. Even the teacher can learn. You couldn't just hold that till after class, could you? I mean, what do you think about that, Hunter? Next time, he should just come to me after class and say, hey, check out 2756, buddy. <laughs> I mean, come on now. That's all right. Somebody gets up and preaches that Jonah was swallowed by a fish, not a whale. What are you going to do? You going to correct them? <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. All right, good. You remember what I talked about head getting swelled? Well, he popped that bubble. <laughs> oh, all right. Good, good, good. She, she did have, she, they, 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 she did have another name. Anybody know what it was? I shouldn't even have asked that question. What's that? No, no, no. You're good, man. Salome. 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 Um, when you look in the in the book of Mark, I think it's where she's known as that. And it's I mean it's not that important. So she's known as Salome. Regarding this specific example, and evidently Mary and other places. <laughs> <laughs> so Salome slash Mary, that, 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 that's her name. So he came, they came, then came to him, the mother of Zebedee's children, with her sons, worshiping, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. All right, it's going good so far. And he said unto her, what wilt thou? She saith unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. Now stop right there. Don't read ahead. Good thing or bad thing? Pretty arrogant. Why? Okay, she's taking care of her son. So from her point of view, it's a good thing. Anybody else? Anybody? Good thing, bad thing? Depends. Yeah. Why is she asking this? Why would she even request this? Could be a couple of reasons. What did you just say? She wanted the prestige of having her sons be exalted to that position. Anything else? I think Johnny's checking my name over there. <laughs> prestige. Anything else? Power. Anything else? She loved her sons. She loved them. She probably thought a lot of them. <laughs> uh, look at, uh, hold your place in Matthew because we're going to come back there. I think it's Mark 10. Look at Mark. I'm questioning everything now. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Brother Lynn. I'm just kidding. 
Please correct me if I ever say anything wrong like that. That wasn't wrong, but still, more information to be known. Mark 10. Same account. Thankfully, this didn't happen twice. Mark chapter 10, verse 35. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? They said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory. Now, what's the deal with this? Anybody see, I'm going to say it like this, a problem here. There's not a problem. What's that? She, I, thought, I thought the mother asked that. But here it says James and John asked. What's the deal here? What's that? No, it's the same thing. This is the same account. Now, if you look at the things that happened, things before, it's obvious. It's the same account. They're about to go into Jericho. Blind Bartimaeus is about to be healed. It's the same account. So what's going on here? You don't be careful. You're going to get like a flea in a yo-yo when somebody brings stuff like this up. Oh, there's an error in the Bible. Really? It's not two different accounts. Two different points of view. Is that what you meant? Okay. Okay. All right. So here's, here's something. It's two different points of view. All right. Explain what you mean. Mark wasn't there. <laughs> he did. He did. What's the deal here? Chris and Brother Lynn say it's two different perspectives, two different points of view. I agree. We just read out of Matthew. So whose point of view is that? Okay, yeah, don't be afraid to answer that question. Matthew. So either Matthew witnessed this, which he probably did, or one of the other apostles told him about it. And what about Mark? Whose point of view is that? Now for this, you had to have been listening in some of the past Sunday school lessons. <laughs> When Mark writes about it, whose point of view is that? Matthew wrote it. He saw it. I don't think that you could have a problem saying he physically witnessed it and wrote it down. He's one of the apostles. He's there with them. You're going to see in a minute something happens involving the other apostles. They knew about it. What about Mark? Mark ain't even an apostle. No, no, no. I was just saying, you're going to speak up. Not you. Her. Uh, 
The what now? The Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Jesus is speaking to. Yeah, that's that's a good point. However, you know, the scripture does say that these two came and said this. I mean, so we got one that says the mom says it, we got one that says the boy said it. What about this? Let me ask you this. I won't make you raise your hand, but I should. How many people in here believe there's not one single error in the Bible? Don't raise your hand. One single error. Okay? If you think there's one, you've got a problem. Just one. If you think there's a lot, you've got a real problem. But if you think there's one, you've got a problem. Because you can't stand on none of it. There's not one single area in the Bible. Not one. So that's not it. What about when Jesus was talking about, and I can tell right now we ain't going to finish. What about when Jesus was talking about uh, when Peter was going to betray him? That account is told, I don't know, three or four times. Let's say three. Two of the times, Jesus said, before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. But in one account, he says, before the cock crows twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. What's the deal with that? He say once or twice. <laughs> you say this ain't important, move on. Well, when you get up here and teach, you can do that. But this is important. I've had people use these verses before. Not this one that we're talking about, James and John, but definitely the one in Peter, about Peter. What's the deal with that? Once or twice. It's an error in the Bible. But it's not. He knew he was going to deny him three times. But, but twice he said the, the cock, before the cock crows. And one time he said before the cock crows twice. Let me ask you this, because we probably do need to move on. If the cock crows twice, did it crow? Okay, that's all he said in the first two. It's going to crow. There's not an error. Now, what about here? Did the boy say it, or did the mother say it? But Ron, you quiet over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Could they both have said it? They both could have said it. They both could have said it. That's exactly right. Go ahead and expound on that a little bit. Same time, you can see Paul. And he's right. He was a young, a good 
Yeah, no scriptures of any private interpretation. It all flows together. But there do come times like this where when you read it at first, you're like, well, hold on one second. <laughs> I mean, surely you were like that when you read that. Well, wait just a minute. <laughs> Talk to Mama said it. A little more detail. Right. So what's going on here? Well, we don't know. But it's highly likely that they both said it. The mama might have said it. Might have been reinforced by the boys. They said it. Why was one, why was the mother held out of this account though? Um, So it's not an error. There's plenty of ways to explain it. Why was the mother left out is really what I was held up on when I was studying this Um, and to see that you do have to think about Mark now nobody brought it up you forgot that's okay Mark is Peter's account we already talked about that when we talked about Peter he became a follower of Peter with him all the time Mark wrote down things from Peter's memory from Peter's perspective so, like we even said, a lot of people say, you just call it Peter's gospel. I mean, don't do that, but it's Mark's gospel. But it's from Peter's perspective. So, you've got Matthew's perspective in Matthew 20, where it talks about the mother asking. You've got Peter's perspective in Mark 10, where it doesn't mention the mother. Why? Hold on one second. So, let's look at it. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She saith unto him, Grant that these, two, these my two sons may um, sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left hand, in thy kingdom. Where did she get this from? Why would, why would she even come um, and ask for these two to be placed on, does she say thrones? Uh, well, she says one on thy right hand and the other on thy left. Let me see what they say. Right hand and left, so they don't say thrones. But where does she get this idea of sitting with him on the right hand and on the left? Does anybody know? From him. That's a good guess. And it's absolutely right. So if you go and you look at back, we're in Matthew 20 again. Look at verse, back to verse 27. Then answered, who? Who? Does anybody, can anybody read verse 27? Then answered who? Brother Lynn, who's it say? You got verse 27 there? Yeah, Matthew 20, 27. Then answered. Oh, wait a minute. 19. <laughs> Man, I, good grief. <laughs> that, why, why didn't y'all just tell me? Instead of not answering, just saying you're reading the wrong verse. <laughs> Miss Regina, I am over two this morning. <laughs> he's talking about my pink socks okay now it's on Facebook man thank you yeah I said verse I said chapter 19 verse 27 then no wonder y'all I was like what is going on this morning 
great. Yeah, yeah. It's all y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it. I feel like going in a hole somewhere. Matthew nineteen got on to y'all twice for nothing. Is that brother Kevin ain't here yet? Matthew nineteen twenty seven. Then answered Peter. Okay, so Peter's here. And said unto him, he's saying unto the Lord, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Think in your mind right here. Good, good thing or bad thing? Quick question. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and he, let's just read it. And every one that hath forsaken house, houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands, for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So where did she get this? Here. I, that's what I think. You're going to sit on thrones in this thing called the regeneration. These 12 people are going to sit on thrones with him. And it says they're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. That's where she got this from, I believe. So she's asking for them to sit on these thrones, one on the right hand and one on the left. And look what Jesus said in verse 22. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am to be baptized with? They say unto him, who's they? James and John. They say unto him, we are able. What do you think about that? That's what you said earlier. Kind of arrogant. Why so? Why is that arrogant? I think it's kind of crazy. They, they, they about to do that if they don't watch it. But he says, are you at, go ahead. They don't even know what he's talking about. He said, are you able to be baptized with the baptism I'm going to be baptized with and drink his cup I'm going to drink? Yeah, we're able. They don't even know what he's talking about. Not yet. Yeah. All they want is a throne. Why do they want the throne? Let's read what Jesus said. And he saith unto them, You shall um, drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. So Jesus said, Even though you don't, you don't know what's coming, you don't know what I'm talking about, you are going to go through this. What I'm about to be baptized with, you're going to be baptized with. Now, he's telling James and John this. So what is, what is he talking about? He says, are you able to drink this cup that I'm going to drink? Are you able to be baptized with this baptism I'm going to be baptized with? They didn't know what he was talking about, but he said, yeah, you're going to. Oh, and death. Persecution and death. Um. So they're going to go through it. But all they had in their mind was thrones. Why did they want the thrones?
They wanted to elevate themselves. Above who? The, yeah, I mean, you can say everybody, but the other apostles. Why did they do Why would they think this? Why would they think this? This goes back to what we've talked about right at the beginning of the class. Why would they think they were entitled to this? Somebody said something. Well, we're all entitled. <laughs> they got the big head, but why? Because, hey, if anybody is going to sit on the right and left, why not these two? Why not? They went where the others didn't go. They were special. What about him? That was my next question. What about Peter? They weren't care about, they didn't care about service here. They had not reached that point yet. That's why I'm saying these men are like us. They are not some, they're human people. So, right. Yeah, they want to be over the apostles. And, you know, when we talked about who said it before and all that stuff, I think they both said it. But I think, them, I think the boys put the mom up to it. That's my personal opinion. They want to be elevated above the apostles because they were part of the inner three. And if not them, then who? But what about Peter? Have you ever met Simon Peter? <laughs> Go read a couple of chapters, the, the couple of chapters before this. He is constantly sticking his foot in his mouth and saying crazy things. They're like, he don't deserve one of them thrones. We do. That's right. They didn't care about service. Not here. They will. <laughs> hey, there's a perspective for everybody. Could be because they loved him more. That's a pretty bold statement to make. I love Jesus more than you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, Peter don't deserve this. So if it's going to be some, if two people are going to sit right next to Jesus, it ought to be two of the inner three. And since Peter can't keep his mouth shut, it ought to be, me and my brother, John. That's James and John's attitude right here. If you read between the lines. <laughs> now look at what happened real quick. I know he done rang the bell. Look at what happens. Look at verse 24. This is going to go back to, I think, Mark's writing. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. What does indignation mean? It's real close to hate. They heard about this, and they didn't like it. They knew what they were doing. So it caused division. This continued all the way to the, to the Last Supper. When you go, I'm talking about they've already went through the Passover meal. Jesus has already washed their feet, and it says they have an argument over who's going to be the greatest. Human nature. Human nature. 
So Peter heard this. And I think it's interesting. This is, again, Jay's perspective. I think it's interesting that Mark writing from Peter's perspective didn't even mention the mother. So when Peter, full of fiery indignation, when he got mad about this account, who did he get mad at? James and John. And so I think when he told Mark, write this down, he didn't even mention the mother because he's more upset at James and John because they were trying to elevate herself. Of course a mother's going to love her children. Can't really blame her. But you, and you might can, but you can really blame James and John because of the attitude that they had. Okay, this is not a good day for questions, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, and I almost said a while ago when I was talking about, well, and that's what I said. I almost said a while ago when I was talking about Peter, talking about James and John, my my cousins, James and John, because they were, according to history. Maybe so. That's a good point. That's a good point. I thought about being cousins, but not that. That close family connection, she thought she could have free reign to go ask them that. That's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pull strings. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's who you know. So, I mean, when you look at this, it's kind of like the Sons of Thunder thing. You might can find some virtue in it, depending on what you think. Well, they just love Jesus. This is not what she said, so I'm not. Some people could say, well, they just love Jesus so much. They want to be so close to him. They just want to be right beside him. What if you look at it like, yeah, there's virtue there. But that's probably not the case. Their act, yeah, yeah. Their actions have caused division here. And it's division that will continue <clears throat> all the way, like I said, past Jesus washing their feet at the Last Supper. So, James and John, I mean, this is not just James. We're getting ready to move into John. We will finish next time and probably start John. We're getting ready to move into John, the apostle of love. The same apostle that wanted to call down fire and kill a bunch of people. The same apostle that wanted to elevate himself above the other apostles and have a throne. The same one. So, I think we're going to find some interesting things out about about John when we study him. We're drawing a close here to James. Um, all we've really got left is what history tells us about his death. So we'll talk, we just don't have time. Um, so we'll talk about that next time. All right. Brother Lynn, you want to dismiss us in prayer?